Hey everyone, welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are my fellow Trek actor and accomplished television director, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil, and myself, your favorite eternal ensign, Garrett Wong. Remember, you can get the full version of this podcast by signing up to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. Robbie oh, McNeil. Hello Whoa. There. Hey, hello. Uh, how how was your? You? I'm good. How was your hike this morning? I had a good hike. Saw huh? a buck. Saw we saw a deer with a oh, buck, nice. male yeah. deer with big horns on it. Yes, yes. He was just all by himself, uh, having a little breakfast. It was nice. yeah. yeah. Did he run or did he no. stay? Oh, no, good. he sort of looked at us. We were probably fifty feet away, pretty close. <laughs> yeah, I, I love. love that. I love it. Oh, it's so nice. Okay. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm in Calgary. It's it's definitely, you know, getting to be summer now. Thank yeah. goodness. So yeah. Uh it's it's it was raining quite a bit. And um, you know, people were complaining about how crummy the weather has been, you know, but uh now the the rain has stopped, so it's all good right now. Good. Yeah. Good. I am wearing my yes ma'am t-shirt right yes, now. Yes, you are. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I love the sort of design of the uh yeah the the, the command sort of uniform yes. sort yes. of very graphic. It's kind of cool. Yes, yeah, ma'am. it's yeah it's sort of a, a representation of it, you know. Yeah. And, you know as, as long as you suggest a suggestion of it is it's enough. It's you know? art. It's kind it's of art. like our kind of like our poetry synopsis. It's it is. We're a creative uh, little podcast. We sure are. Gang here. We like to be creative. So, yes, we do. Cool. What are we watching today? Uh, we're watching an episode called Barge of the Dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. You should know something about this, hopefully. A little we'll bit. See. Okay. We'll see. All right. Well, let's go watch this episode. Everyone, we will be right back after we watch this episode, Barge of the Dead, and we will give you our recap and discussion of the app. We'll see you soon. See you, everybody. Hey, everybody, we're back from watching Barge of the Dead. Yes, we are. Yes. Okay. What an emotional journey. What an yeah. emotional journey. Very emotional. Also, yeah. uh, gave me some goosebumps in some of the scenes. I was like, ooh, it's a little, yeah. you know, a little intense. So, all right. Yeah. Let's start off with the, our uh, poetry synopsis of this yes. episode. Okay. Yes. And here is my haiku for Barge of the Dead. Okay. Klingon metal found. Torres heads for Klingon hell. Makes peace with mother. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. You yeah. got you got it all in there. I got it all in there. I all squeeze right. it all in there. I squeeze it all in. All right. Here is my artistic, creative, and slightly charming limerick for <laughs> Barge of the Dead. In a shuttle, Balana hit her head, and she woke up on the Barge of the Dead. Her boyfriend was Tom, but she had to save mom. She survived and hugged Janeway instead. I love it. It's really <laughs> to the point. I love it. Thank I you. Love it. Thank you. Okay. Thank good you job. Much. Yes. <laughs> uh, talk to me about these guest stars and well, their talk first about jobs. The guest stars. Okay. Eric Pierpoint yeah. plays Cortar. Cortar. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. His very first job, 1984, a movie called Windy City. What? Don't really know much about it, but that's Windy City. Probably like about Chicago. So, Chicago, yeah. maybe news, a news thing. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Sherman Augustus plays Hitchqua, 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 whatever that is. That's he, Sherman he Augustus. Is, yes, that is the older Klingon that Torres is sitting down with. First yeah. time that she yes. meets on the sitting on the ground. Yes. His first job was the movie Colors in 1988. Now, oh, Colors, wow. I think Sean Penn directed that movie. It was about like gangs, like LA yes. gangs, I think, or something. And, and that is actually the first film that Aaron Eisenberg worked on as really? a background actor, basically. Oh, a featured funny. background is what it was. So, Colors. Colors. That's mm. Sherman Augustus. Okay. Karen Austin, who plays Morale. Yeah. Uh, which is, I'd forgotten. That's where we got Tom and Bellana got their daughter's name from. Is Oh, Maral. you named it after mom. 
Yes. Oh, I, wow. I had, I'm sure I knew that, but I had forgotten that connection. So, okay. Anyway, um, Karen Austin, who plays her mom, her first job that I could find is Happy Days in 1978. Oh, must have been a baby. Yeah, she must have um, been one of those teeny boppers there at the yeah, uh, diner. Yeah, at the diner on Happy Days. And Great. Karen Austin, I have to mention this. Karen Austin, before this, hmm. Karen was in my sh- first short film, The Battery, that Joshua Jackson was in. Oh, and oh. Karen, yeah, Karen played the mom in that short film. And uh, it's it was I had forgotten that she played. Blonde's what, was that an open casting or was that some you knew her and you invited her to play the role? How did, do you recall how that? I can't remember how I got connected with Karen. OK, I really don't. Um, I think it was through words of mouth and like, yes. hey, I need, yes. do you know anybody that would be good for this? Talking right. to friends. And, right. You know, I didn't have a casting director. OK, so she played Josh Jackson's mom. Yeah, your, she did. Karen, mm-hmm. Karen Austin. So that's nice. cool. Yeah, small world. Um, very small very world. Small world. Yep. The last actor that uh, I looked up here is John Kenton Scholl. He played Brockton. Ah. And his first job was Fantasy Island in 1981. <laughs> Look at Fantasy Island, Happy, Happy Days. Look I know, at these classics. These, oh, these are classic gems of television here. Yes. Goodness yes. gracious. Okay. Very excellent. Cool. Um, we were incorrect about our little guess about who the director is. Uh, totally but, wrong. Yeah, Mike Vehar, someone that we respect and, and love. Mike, love. I always mm-hmm. loved Mike. Yeah. Teleplay was Brian Fuller. Mm-hmm. This, it came from a story by Ron Moore and Brian Fuller together. So. Good old Ron. Here he yeah. is. He's, he's fresh into the Voyager writing room, and he's already uh, he's already knocking it out of the park a couple times here, right? So this yep. is his second uh, his yeah. second go. I like that. Excellent. Okay. Well, right. let's talk about what happened. Uh, the first first thing we see is Balana in a shuttle. Yeah. And she's having some kind of emergency. It's a super rough ride. She yeah. does have her crimped hair still. <laughs> yes, so this is uh, this is an ongoing is, season six yes, commitment. It's, it it really wasn't for uh, your arch rival. It was. It, this is sort of just a seasonal thing uh, yeah, for this I season. Changed for only. I'm glad six. it wasn't just for her ex boyfriend that she fancy <laughs> pants her hair. Yeah, so she's having a rough ride, yeah. and things are exploding. And one thing I noticed is, you know, in the shuttles, there weren't, there wasn't glass in the windows, like it was just Correct. an open. And there was so much smoke, and I look behind her head, and I'm like, oh, I can see the smoke G- going exiting the window <laughs> where there's no glass. Like also, <laughs> also, isn't the pilot supposed to be on the other side of the shuttle? Typically, no. Usually, it's on the right side. Is it the right side? Okay, yeah. so it's yeah. sort of like a British vehicle, yes, a British yes. car. Then, okay. yes, exactly. All right, yeah. The shuttle is damaged, and she encountered an ion storm. She's hailing Voyager. Her status report is that her de- her deflector field is shot. Uh, she's venting plasma from her port nacelle. She's lost helm control. So Chakotay says, "Okay, no problem. Oh, we're going to modify a tractor pulse to slow you down. We have arresting fields are in place." which reminds me of when a naval jet lands on an aircraft carrier. They have those little things that catch the plane and stop it, sort of. But we have that in terms of a containment field in the future. Uh, Janeway is off camera, tells her to hold on, and it's going to be bumpy. She does make it, and she lands and hits hard. And again, where are the seat belts? Where? (laughs) I mean, we need some, okay? Clearly. Um, Paris, you make a very quick entrance into this episode, and you're you're the one... Yeah. I'm kind of calm though. I'm you're little... you're weirdly calm. You're like, yes. hey, you okay? I mean, you'd be a little bit more freaked out, I think. I would right? think so. Yeah. So right off the bat, I'm like, something's a little okay. I don't know if that was intentional or if that's right. just how I'm interpreting I, it. Yeah. But... I didn't it it didn't really trigger it didn't make me think anything. I thought, okay, well. Paris is a little bit more mellow. I didn't think anything, but she has yeah. a mild concussion. Not yep. until later do I get a little bit of a, a clue as to, wait a minute, maybe we're not in reality. So yeah. um, we jump to, do you have any other comments about the shuttle crashing scene? No. Nope. Okay. We jump to the ready room, Janeway's ready room. And Janeway is sort of reprimanding Torres oh, for not pissed. following orders. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was like, listen, I ordered you to return to Voyager, but instead you chase the probe into the center of an ion storm. And Torres is like, because it's the only probe that we have the only multi-spatial multi-spatial probe, probe and i didn't want to lose it and janeway goes you're the only balana 
that we have. And I don't want to lose you either. And yeah. then she also says, Lana, I'm glad you made it back in one piece. Torres stops and says, wait a minute, did you just call me Lana? And Janeway says, yes, I did, in fact. And Lana says, well, that's what my mom used to call me. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a little bit I, of tie there. I, this again, I was like, this is weird. Because yeah, it's a little weird. No one's ever called her Lana. Correct. No one. Correct. So it felt to me like, oh, we're making a point that Janeway is yes. doing something for some unknown reason. Right. Either aliens are controlling this or it's not a reality. Mm -hmm. I right off the bat was feeling like, this is something's off. Here. Okay. I still didn't know that yet. <laughs> I'll really? tell you what, yeah, I'll tell you when I realize something's off, okay. but it's not yet. Um, do you have any other comments on this scene? No, no. Okay. no. We go to Bolana's right. quarters next yep. and yep. Uh, Chakotay enters. He, he says that his, uh, some, they found something from her mm. shuttle mission. And he says, my ancestors called this piece of metal, a monkey wreck. <laughs> and I paused that and I went back. And you're like, like three times. I'm huh. like, why is he calling this this rectangular piece of metal a monkey wrench? Like right. a monkey wrench is a, is an actual name of a tool, but that's Correct. not it. Correct. It's not you know what he's holding is not a wrench. Yeah, it was just weird to me. Well, and I mean, I think he was saying he was referring to the fact that you know the monkey like wrench metaphorically? in the in this, yeah metaphorically the okay. monkey wrench in the in the in the engine or or thrown into the system. It short circuits it. If it, it just it ends up making whatever it's thrown into malfunction. That's what I I understood that okay. as right. Okay. But like then I metaphor. started thinking. I my I started thinking. Wait a minute. That's something that Tom Paris would talk about. You know, a monkey wrench, not Chicote. Yeah. So yeah. and a little bit of a I don't know what's going on, but evidently this piece of metal was lodged in the port nacelle of Torres's shuttle. Yep. He thinks that it happened when the deflector field collapsed. So that's why it was lodged in there. As he hands it to her, she looks at it and realizes there's a Klingon insignia on there. It's a Klingon symbol. And she's like, wait a minute, this is Klingon. And Chakotay says, well, it's a few hundred years old. And Torres says, well, the quick explanation is a Borg a Borg cube was in the Alpha Quadrant. They assimilated a bird of prey, took it back to the Delta Quadrant on their way. They blew it out of the airlock on the way home. And she sets it on her table. And Chicote leaves. And as she goes to fill up her coffee at the replicator, she hears a noise. She turns around. The noise gets louder. The piece of metal turns into yep. blood. And yeah, she hears bl blood starts coming out of the symbol and going yes. onto the table. And I love right. this shot as she set it down on the table, this cool shot that went like underneath under, the table, under yes. the glass. It was that very was a, cool. I did like that. Mm -hmm. Good job, Mike Vehar. Yeah. And the, uh, the noise gets louder. And all of a sudden we hear this cacophony of Klingon voices screaming and yelling. It's very confusing. And I'm thinking, what is going on? Is that piece of, I thought that piece of metal was possessed. Like it was haunted, yeah. you know, like it was a evil but then, artifact. But then all of a sudden it goes silent, it goes silent in the right. room and, and the blood vanishes. It's and metal it's like, again. wait, was yeah. this a vision? You know, yes. like a, is her concussion? Is that yeah, what's going on? That's what I thought. I, it must be yeah. concussion based. Um, we then jump to engineering. And yeah. I actually, I like this scene because this too. is one of the most relaxed Harry scenes I've ever, I've ever seen. I know. Very relaxed. Um, yeah. Harry, and you can see Harry is not excited. He has been running endless scans on this piece of metal. And Bolana wants to get to the bottom of what she saw and what she heard. Harry says, look, maybe it's the comm system. The comm system picked up some strange signal from a pulsar. Torres replies, a pulsar that speaks Klingon. Um, Harry, Harry's pretty upset that it's 0300 hours and Neelix interrupts. Neelix shows up. He's there to congratulate Torres on yeah. her discovery. Yeah. Look at you. You've discovered the Klingon artifact in the Delta Quadrant. This is He's amazing. Like, yeah. That's I'm going to throw a party. Celebration. Yeah, I'm gonna celebrate. To celebrate, mm -hmm. commemorate this Klingon artifact. Right. Torres is like, I don't, there's no point to that. You no. know, I made a note here. He's talking about how valuable this antiquity, this, you know, this thing is. And then he goes over and he starts rubbing it. And I'm like, dude, if that's like a, you know, a super valuable thing, don't touch, don't touch it. it. Like, <laughs> he starts rubbing it. But he's it. like caressing it and kind of looking uh, at it, touching it. I'm like, don't touch the important stuff. Okay. But uh, uh, I didn't notice that, does, but that's funny. He does, uh, he, he does talk about some Klingon lore and, yeah. and 
like he's already started researching Klingon lore. He's quoting right. this stuff. Yeah, because it, because what Torres says is she goes, it was an accident. I didn't really find it. It was an accident. Yeah. It fell into the nacelle. And, and that's when he recites the whole, well, you know, it was an accident when this one famous Klingon found this famous knife yeah. and he was looking for his dog, his Targ. So, yes. yeah, he's already he, he knows more than we think. Again, yeah. another kind of suspicious this like, uh, are we in reality? Really? You felt that was, there too? No. I was like, how does he know so much? No. I just everything seemed a little too convenient <laughs> for me. <laughs> okay. But he does, he does say, I've uh, I've already replicated five barrels of blood wine. Yeah. And don't I'm don't not want that let to go to waste. Go yeah. to waste. Exactly. That's a lot so, of blood wine. Okay. So he heads to to the celebration. He says, Oh, and Balani, you're gonna have to make a speech. Yeah. So she's she's on the spot. Yeah. And and that this is Harry's exit, though. He's like, look, I obviously we both need sleep. And so she lets him off the hook. Harry leaves. We cut into Club Tuvok into Club Tuvok. Yes. And it looks like they're sort of in a meditating kind of scenario. There's uh, the the lamp or the candle going. Right. uh, And that's the last time that we saw Torres in in Club Tuvok. She was doing a meditation exercise. Yeah. Right. little psychotherapy in there yeah, or something. Yeah. Tuvok is talking about this artifact as the reason why it has brought these feelings of self-loathing to the surface, how yeah. she hates the fact that she's Klingon. And no matter how hard she tries to evade her Klingon side, it will always reassert itself. So he suggests, let's let's forego the meditation. Yeah. And let's try a different exercise. She agrees. She's like, yeah, I'm into it. So then he hands her a batleth and says, well, what do you thought? What do you think of this? By the way, what is Tuvok doing having a batleth hanging around (laughs) in his, oh, I happen to keep this for some exercises. Yeah. You know, aerobics with a batleth, it's very popular. Well, clearly, (laughs) clearly he's got the batleth because in a second he grabs the batleth and she says something like, you know, uh, that's a clumsy weapon. It's uh, like everything Klingon. It's overstated. overstated. Yes. 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 And then he he starts to make some moves with it. And I was like, whoa, two months got he's got game with this this batleth. He, and he starts he, doing it's almost like a whole routine, which, by the way, whenever we have Batleth stuff, I don't know if you you remember, but Dan Curry, our VizFX supervisor who yeah. designed this weapon. He did. Originally, Dan Curry would always come in to kind of coach and and create the moves with Batleth. He That's would work right. with with um, Dennis Madalone and the stunt guys. That's right. And I and he coached me on that too, if you remember. Yeah, because I, I decided to do it in Germany at FedCon at the convention in Germany. Oh, I wanted yeah. to bring the yeah, I wanted to do some batleth moves on stage, but my version of it was attach I attached glow sticks all around the edge and turned oh, off the lights. Right. And so I made this mess, you know, this big deal with that. But uh yes, it does uh it, it is amazing that Dan Curry created the whole thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was all him. Okay. So Tuvok does his moves and then his final move, he kind of swipes it by her face and he cuts her face. Yes. And then she's like, what are you doing? And and he he goes, a true Klingon would kill me where I stand. And he starts acting like a Klingon. And I was like, what is happening to Tuvok? Yeah. Is this where you finally when he cut her face? I was like, what? No, something, was, and then when he says you're dis, this this exercise is over, dismissed, and take your dishonor with dishonor you. That's with, when yes. I knew he's not going to talk like that to her, and and he won't cut her either. So that's that's the point where I I kind of felt like yeah, okay, this was definitely a no brainer at this point. But this is where I was like, I knew it. I knew yeah. we weren't in a real no. world. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it took until the Tuvok scene for me to realize something weird We're, is going on. This but, is not the yeah. real this is not real life right right is you, this real life <laughs> no it is you, not real life and you caught on to that three scenes ago so good for I you i kept seeing all these little <laughs> things i was like this is not real I know this is not was we're gonna it's gonna be a dream, it's gonna be a hollow simulation. I don't know. We go to the mess hall. Klingon party time. Mm-hmm. Uh we go into this scene at the cameras following Paris and Bellana. Yes. But I made a note here. I wish we would have seen her face because I feel like the moment she steps into a Klingon celebration is yeah. gonna have an impact on her. And I, I did miss that moment of like yep. doors open, see what her eyes or see, you know, see right. her expression. Right. And then we could have gone inside. We we didn't really get a sense of Balana until like 
after the doctor sings, singing yeah. opera, and then Seven starts singing, and then finally, well, it's not opera. Let's be precise. It's, it's a Klingon it's drinking song. Drinking what songs, it is. Yeah. yes. But Seven says she doesn't. You know, she fails to see the merit of learning a Klingon drinking song. But the doctor convinces her that this is worth well worth her time, yeah. and then she joins in and she knows all the words to it. So it was a little confusing. Like she's not into it, but then she's into it. Uh, yeah. And you're right to see. Roxanne's reaction or Torres's reaction would have been better um, than following. I, her I, I felt like I missed that moment. I felt yep. like this whole, but again, at this point I knew something's up. Something's with, up. We're not in the real world. Yeah, so no. if it feels weird and awkward, I guess there's it, a it reason why. Yeah. There's a reason it still fits though. It, it's not, cause it's this, not bad. It's I gotta be honest. Works. This whole scene in the mess hall felt really awkward to me. Oh like, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was like, there wasn't crowd noise. It didn't feel like real life. It felt mm. like a Twilight Zone weird, yeah, awkward I thing. I hear you. It was odd looks between Torres and Tuvok. Yeah. And Paris sort of clocks that as well. Finally, yeah. we come back and we see them. Right. Uh, Janeway, Janeway scoops up some blood wine for Harry. And I loved you just staring. Reaction. That was very funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Neelix comes over to you and Bellana and offers you some gach. It's replicated gach, but it's still moving. So he does something to it to make it have a little movement. Yes. Uh, which is interesting. Um, she talks about how, Torres talks about how her mom would have loved all this effort put in by, by the crew for this party. And that when her mom divorced her dad, she took Bellana out of Federation school and put her in a Klingon monastery to teach yes. her honor and discipline. So really try to force feed her this whole Klingon, you know, uh, ritual and, mm -hmm. and heritage and, and culture. Mm -hmm. And she really fought against it big time. Yep. Um, Janeway gets everyone's attention and starts giving a speech. But the minute she starts speaking... All of a sudden, we see the sound sort of fades away. Yes, the lights turn the lights red. Change and it's yeah. And There's the, a Klingon behind her. Yep. that she turns around and looks at, and then he runs out of frame, and she yeah. looks back the other way, and now yep. there's another Klingon mm -hmm. in the room, mm -hmm. and suddenly these Klingons start to slaughter yep. everybody. They're, yep. They stab starts you. with the captain. Starts with the yep. captain, right? And Belana yep. yells, "Captain!" and she watches the captain die. And then the Klingon kills the doctor and seven and then Chakotay and then Kim. I, I'm glad that you threw me in the first, in the beginning, but I'm actually yeah. next to last to die. You're yeah. the last one to die. Did you Paris. see when I died, by the way, I was yeah. going after one of them and he got me and my hand just sort of like gently as if I was thanking him. Like, <laughs> well, he was, cause he was running at me and I was being killed and going the opposite direction. And so I could not avoid touching him, but I sort of tried to. And because it's in slow motion, it looks very almost like a gentle sort of a caress. caress. Like a it was weird. Thank you for bat loving me. Yeah. I appreciate it. Like that. That, that is yeah. hilarious. Uh, and then the Klingon comes right at Torres and she's the last one to actually die. Yeah. yeah. And, we uh, see them swing at her yeah. and then we, and then we cut to her close up on the ground. Well, it's, it was oh. a good cut though. You like the segue? Yeah. Cause as the battle comes down on her, then you see her head fall down on the deck of the barge yeah. basically. So I did yeah. like the transition between scenes. Yeah. It was a nice transition. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, she starts to wake up. She yep. looks around. She asks where she is. Yeah. I forget which Klingon, the, whoever's there says. Yeah, a couple of not well, a couple of Klingons. It was the Brock guy, her. right? Yeah, yeah, and Bro no, it's Brock Brockton is who is the one that has mm. the 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 um what do you call it the brand. So Brockton is given the brand. Two uh, background Klingons grab her, and he tries to brand her cheek. But mm -hmm. the but the brand doesn't take on her. It's no. like, wait a minute, what's going on here? So it's clearly something's happening. It's not her time. They release her after they can't brand her, and she falls to the to the deck. Basically, mm -hmm. she sits down in this one spot, and that's where we see the older Klingon. And again, she asks the same question: "Where am I?" And he says to her, "Well, you should know. You're half Klingon." And she says, I don't know. Enlighten me. And he's the one that says, we're on the barge of the dead. This is the, the ship that takes dishonored Klingons to Grethor. Mm -hmm. And in our in our uh, intro, we talked about we thought that this was the ship that took them to Stovacor, which is incorrect. This is the ship that mm -hmm. takes them to hell, not to heaven. Um, and she says 
She says that. Uh, she says that's a myth. Yeah, it's a she myth. Says, that's Klingon just a myth. story. Yep. And he said, "Yeah, I thought so too, but it's yep. real. It's like, real. You're you're here. Surprise." Yeah. And she goes, "No, no, yeah. I was I was on a ship called Voyager." Right. And he says that was the Naj or the dream before dying. Right. And then he he says to her, "When we can't accept dying, we create an illusion to hold on to. An illusion of life to hold yes, on to. It's an illusion of life. So mm-hmm. he's basically telling her that." Her, all of her time on Voyager was just an illusion yeah. that she was dead. And she points to Broktar and she says, that's the one that slaughtered my friends. And then the older Klingon says, no, he slaughtered the dream. He dragged yeah. you from the illusion of life. This mm-hmm. is where you belong. This is where you belong. Yeah. By the way, do you, um, I was looking at all this stuff on the ship. Well, you and I remember that there was this big boat set built. Yeah, we did remember that. Yes, but it looks smaller than what I remember on screen. Yeah, it did look a little smaller. It was huge and it felt huge in real life. It really did. But it also was noisy. I don't know if you remember all the creaking and the rocking. Yeah, they had fans going. So I I was thinking in this first sequence on the ship that they must have looped all. Oh, everything was looped. Clearly. Yeah, they had to loop everything because it was creaking and rocking and fans going and yeah. All kinds of noises. So, but wouldn't you say it was a good looping job? It was pretty good. I I was actually impressed. It was Mm -hmm. a good job. Mm -hmm. Um, There's an interruption in terms of voices now being heard. You're hearing Klingon voices. You're also hearing Chakotay, Janeway, and Tom. The older Klingon says, Watch out. It's the Hoshari, which is the, uh, it's sort of like a siren. You know, they're trying to lure you to your death, to an even worse death than the hell. And he says, don't listen, don't listen. They're, they're don't trying listen. to get at yes, you. They're yep. trying to lure you. Yep. And she goes over to the edge to look mm-hmm. down. And, and she's then, like, Tom, Tom. Yeah. yeah. And then behind her, there's a Klingon <laughs> standing up high, a stuntman, clearly. <laughs> he just jumps. In the wide shot, he just sort of jumps out. It was so awkward. I don't know. I, I laughed out loud. It was, not, it was oh. not like, it wasn't a moment of like, oh no. Like it was some for me. Guy. Really? I, yes. I was, I was like, like oh, he got leered. God. He heard the voice of his loved ones and he wanted to go, go to them and he jumped into the water. And I was like, oh, and you were laughing. I did. I laughed at it. It was kind of funny to me. Okay. All right. Um, so when he, he jumps eaten. overboard, yeah, we see the point of view. And this is all a VisFX shot. Yes. I was trying to figure out how they did this because I don't think they put any Klingons or in a in a water tank. So they must have no. created all the water with VisFX and yeah. just had a shot of him pretending to be in water or something. I guess. But it was I cool. even thought that he was a VisFX too. And I thought he was CGI. He Once in the been. water. I didn't think yeah. that was the real dude. So yeah. Yeah. Eaten by sea serpents. Um, yeah. And then uh, it, it, there is a cool shot, though, because you see you see Roxanne looking out through that little porthole at the guy yeah. that just got eaten. And all of a sudden you hear someone, you know, behind her, you know, and she tur- and then it, the, the camera racks focus as she turns back. And now you see it's it's Broktar and Brockton and he's there to take her to Kortar, the, the, mm-hmm. the guy who's basically piloting the ship. We do learn who this guy is. He is the yep. first Klingon who destroyed the gods that made him. So he was condemned to ferry the souls of the dishonored to Grethor. So we have a little backstory here. Yeah. She's um, introduced to him, but, but what's important here is he says, it's not your time. Yeah. There's been a mistake. You know, yeah. it's not your time that you've yeah. been close to it several times. Right. It's not, not your time. Yeah. He also says, that she is the daughter of Meral, which is, uh, that's when all of a sudden I was like, Meral, wait, that's our daughter's name. Like that's Tom and Balana's daughter. So, oh my God. Yeah. I put it all together. Yeah. Again. That was cool. Yeah. She also sees a batleth there and she's kind of looking at it, thinking about it. And she grabs it and she comes in towards Kortar and he's kind of mm-hmm. laughing at her like, <laughs> you can't do anything to me with that. I'm already dead. And so he yeah. grabs it from her. And as he yanks it off of her, he ends up slicing her hand. So mm-hmm. she cuts her hand open. She's got an injury yeah. on her hand. Yeah. And she looks at it. There's a close up of it. Yeah. Before she can address that, that's when the yeah. sound happens. A lot of a lot of crazy noise starts happening. The storm is acting up. And that is this that is signifying the arrival of another dishonored soul. And as this in, this person, this being or this other Klingon materializes on the deck, we see that that is her mother. Her mother, Meral. Karen Austin. Karen Austin is there. Yes. By the way, I wish that they could have come up with a better way to bring people onto the ship. It felt like Uh, they were. You didn't like. They felt like they were transporting. 
Oh, like if it was going to be sort of a spiritual thing, I don't know. I wish it had been like well, wind and, you know, something yeah. a little more magical or, or yeah. organic. It didn't feel organic. It felt technological. Okay. That was my, that uh, was my issue. That's your critique, but it is a different effect than when we do beam into someplace though. They, it is, they chose it is to a use slightly something. different. It's a slightly different color or pattern, yeah, but it felt, it still felt technological. Okay. To me. Yeah. Whereas if it had been like, you know, a, 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 a smoke monster coming in and spinning around like yeah. a tornado, something organic. Yeah. No point. Well, taken. Yes. yeah, that, that, that would have added to one. it for yeah. sure. For sure. But yes, it's Karen Austin. There she is. Mm-hmm. And then I think this is where Torres regains consciousness. Suddenly she sees her mother. Yes. And then in she mm-hmm. wakes up and she's in sick bay. And I love the low angle that, that they did in this uh, scene. It, it just felt like a fresh and, cool look to the sick bay at this point. Um, yeah. But she wakes up, Paris yeah. explains to her what happened, that her shuttle was on the trailing edge of an ion storm and she mm-hmm. lost life support. They had a tractor, the shuttle in that yeah. she was in a coma that she almost died. Yeah. And then she says, what about the artifact? What, what, where's the artifact? And Paris is like, what do you, what artifact? <laughs> There's no artifact. What yeah. artifact? And then she looks down and she sees the cut. Yeah. On her hand, just like in the dream, just mm-hmm. like what happened with uh, with the Batleth on the That's ship. Right. So she's like, and by the way, she has a cut on her hand and then the doctor comes over to heal it. And you see that cut on her hand in the shot. And then as he's talking to her, it goes below frame. And then when it comes back up, it's the the cut is gone and i was like oh that's cool they they did a little quick switch down below while so, he was talking so you think somebody was below camera yes. frame and they wiped off the blood they wiped it right off up. cleaned it off ah. and, then, and then pulled her hand back up and it was like whose gone. job would that have been robbie to wipe off um, that blood who do you think would have done that well it had to be somebody in the makeup department scott wheeler maybe okay one yeah. of those special effects makeup people. Yep. One of the people who did makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'm blanking on who her primary guy was. It wasn't Scott. Oh my gosh. The guy with the baseball cap and the beard. And the beard. Yeah. I can't think of his name right Ooh. now. We're blanking. Okay. Anyway. Keep moving on. Okay. So next we go to Bolana's quarters and she's reading on a pad and there's ding dong. Chicote comes in. Um, you know, he's heard about what happened. He says, Hey, you want to talk? She goes, no, not really. And so he's like, okay. And he starts to leave. And she goes, you know, you'll think that I'm crazy. And he stops. So she really does want to talk. She does. Um, And she basically says to Jacote that she thinks she died. And she was on the barge of the dead. And she said, I think my mother was there. And um, she says, what if it's real? His response is like, well, think of it like a metaphor or symbols. You know, Mm -hmm. like he talks about his grandfather. He says, my grandfather used to uh, imagine that he had transformed into a wolf Mm -hmm. and it was very real for him he didn't grow gray hair out of his body but the metaphor the feeling the experience was very real and then she does say that you know well her mother has been on her mind a lot and and she realizes that you know it's been she's realized recently that it's been 10 years since she's spoken to her mother so she's definitely having some guilt some pangs of you know that that fractured connection and so so it makes sense if her mother's been on her mind and she's had this kind of guilt about that, that maybe it is a, was a dream. And um, yeah. So we, then we go to engineering mm-hmm. and Paris walks in and she's reading, she says the Pog Bati, Pog Bati. <laughs> How do you say it? I think it's, it's the, the Pak Batla, but you can ba- say the Batla booty if you want, <laughs> whatever you end up saying. Ba- Bati? Ba- Bati? Bati? It's almost, yeah, it's, 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 okay, it's, it's in Hindi reading, now. Yes. She's the, reading the Pak pa- Batla. Batla. Yeah. Batla. Okay. Batla. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So she's reading the pot. <laughs> the potluck dinner is what she's pot, reading. Yes. She's reading that 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 Klingon thing, that sacred Klingon scroll. The, Let's just say that the, that yeah. thing. And Paris says, "What are you reading?" She's like, "You don't want to know." Yeah. And, uh, and he goes, "Oh no! What what did you find out? Come on, yeah. tell me about it." Yeah. She says, "Well, this thing is explaining why why her mother is being sent to Grethor. Mm-hmm. It's because of Torres. Yes. It's her dishonor, and her mother is being punished. Yeah, the sins of the child. Mother's paying yes. the price because mm-hmm. she turned her back on everything Klingon. Now her yeah. mom has to go to hell. Yes. Oh my goodness. She says that in the eleventh tome of Klavek, 
he returned bearing a wound. He returned from this vision bearing a wound that and he received there. And yes. she had the wound. So that hand thing comes back. That's part of the, the evidence for her that right. this is real. Right. That happened to her. And Tom's like, yeah, I'm, you know, he's very skeptical. Yeah. And she says, I want to go back. I want to save my mother from hell, basically. <laughs> like, yeah. I've got to go back and fix this. That's right. So then we cut to the ready room and briefing room. Wanna, briefing room, sorry. actually. Yeah. Oh, is it the briefing room? Yeah. It's weird that they have this whole conversation in the briefing room. It's just Janeway and Torres. So, well, she says she wants to return. Uh, under the doctor's control mm -hmm. and to recreate the circumstances of the ion storm so she can go back and save her mother. Yeah. She wants to make this right. Yeah. And Janeway's like, no, absolutely not. And well, she and says no, because she's requesting to simulate a near death experience. Yeah. Basically yeah. almost kill me. And mm -hmm. that's how I'm going to get back and save my mom. So, yeah. And Janeway's like, no. And then I was shocked when Bolana goes, you can't prevent me from practicing my beliefs. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. When did Lana <laughs> has been rejecting, like not even for a moment has she said this is like, she's she, going to try to play that card. I yeah. don't think so. And, and, you know, but, but then she sort of says, look, I've had my chance to prove to you, you know, my worth. And then you're, you've been proud of me. And Jamie like, yes, I have. And I want my mother to see what yes. I've become so that she can be proud of me so that she, cause at this point, my mother only th thinks of me and thinks of how disgraced she is. Mm -hmm. This is the only thing my mother thinks about. So I need to change that. And that mm -hmm. convinces Janeway basically yeah. to do this. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We go to sick bay and Paris walks into the shot. He's wound up. You are He's passionate. Like, one, one minute you're in a coma and the next you're a born again Klingon. You're I know. But you my were. first thought when I came in, I was like, where am I coming from? Why am I, am I just walking in circles around the room? Did I just sort of. Yeah, I guess. I, Cause you're I fired up. You're so yes. fired up. You're trying to talk her out of it. You're like, listen, what is it going to take? Do you want me to learn Klingon language? And I was yeah. thinking, well, oh, read the scrolls. We'll figure this out together. Now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But she, she's got candles burning. She's got some kind of like statue or some yeah. ceremonial There's, kind of stuff in yeah. there. She's, she's going full Klingon right now. Basically. She's so. gone full Klingon. Yeah. She lays down uh, in the in the surgical bed. Yeah. The doctor says, you know, computer erected force field. So he's closing off this surgical area. Yeah. And they go through a bunch of steps of, you know, losing oxygen and yep. I, I, all, all this stuff. Yeah. Basically recreating the ion storm circumstances. Yep. And she's basically, I think he says, you know, she's not breathing, uh, but her brain is, uh, is is safe it's not yeah she's she's not brain dead but yeah. everything else is gone yeah. and Janeway looks at her very solemnly and says kapla balana she does <laughs> she does at the very end so I off we go that. yeah off we go off we're we on the, go barge we're on the barge and now she's wearing full-on Klingon warrior armor now, hold clothing on. yeah hold on this is yeah. what I'm like all right if this was real before, yeah, yeah. then why why was she in her Starfleet uniform before? And now all of a sudden she's magically done a costume change. Yeah, it's a little it, confusing. It really is. The costume switches. I I didn't quite get. Well, my my feeling was got to be a metaphor. Yeah, it is a metaphor because when she had her Starfleet uniform, this is again her rejecting her Klingon heritage, her background, rejecting her mother, uh, fighting with her mother, fighting with everybody else, you know, yeah. and then boom with her Klingon gear, it's sort of like, all right, I'm all in now. Yeah. I am all in. Well, partially all in because this is the ruse that she's trying to play, uh, you know, in yeah. terms of trying to get her mom out of this. So she's yeah. going to somehow trick her mom, trick, not trick her mom, but trick the bar. She's going to tell the pilot, boss, yeah. I, I'm going to sacrifice myself for her, yeah. let her go. And then once he lets her go, he's going to have the doctor yeah. bring her that's back. What it, yeah, that's what it is. But I do find how it funny would, that- How would the doctor know when to bring her back? Oh, that's right. He wouldn't know. Look no. at you. You're like a sleuth today. You're like, you is are... there some signal or yeah. something? Yeah. I, well, you are very Sherlock Holmesy today oh, and no. you're, you're pulling everything out of here. There's um, a hole in the plan. There is I'm a hole. In, yeah, there is. But as she, you know, as she materializes on the bars of the dead, she doesn't see her mom anywhere so that she has to go below deck. She goes yeah. below deck and she finds her mother. Her mother thinks that she is one of the 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 Hoshari and trying to, to lure her away. And she's like, no, it's me. It's me, mom. 
And then they start having the same argument they had 10 years ago, yep. <laughs> which is kind of ironic, but yeah. um, also interesting. And she and um, Morale. Torres, Torres does apologize, but but Morale is like, yeah. doesn't want to believe her. No. Torres basically says, I want to perform the transference ceremony. Right. Like I want to offer myself. Yeah. She and then she the says the mom. doctor. Yeah. She says, then the doctor, my people are going to bring me back. The doctor right. will bring me back. Right. And Morales really kind of pissed off. She's yeah. like, oh, you're, you're trying to cheat your yeah. way through yeah, this. That, this is not the way it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mom doesn't want to cheat her way to Stovacor. She yeah. wants to do this. Though. She's legit. And yeah. uh, just then two guards come down, bring Torres up above. Torres tells up above the boss man. Cortar. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, Torres says, take me, let her go. Yep. And uh, he's like, oh, you want to you want to offer yourself? OK, as soon as you go through the gates and you're in hell, then I'll then, release your mom. Then I'll release you. She's like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now. Yeah. And he goes, I know what you're doing. Yeah. Like you thought you could you're fool me. trick me. Yeah. You're trying to trick me. And I know your whole plan. <laughs> and then Torres says, no, really, I will die for my mother. Yeah. And it feels legit. It does. He says. Okay, if you want to die, we can make that happen. You can trade with your mom. But if you decide to really do this, your friends aren't going to be able to save you. And I'm like, really? I could have told you that because you didn't have a plan on how they were, when exactly they were going to pull you out. So no, your friends can't save you. They never could. You had a hole in your plan. Anyway, but she says she agrees to it. And suddenly the branding starts to fade on her mom and starts to come Onto Balana. She That's gets right. like one of the pieces that, of the branding. Yeah, that keloid scar appears yep. now on Balana's face. Mm-hmm. Once the branding is done, then mom beams over to Stovacor. Yeah, she's gone. And then I thought, all right, they're going to travel for a while. But no, they're already at the gates of Grethor right there. They're like, ta-da, we're here. As soon um, as she's gone, they're at the gates. And yep. that was kind of a cool shot of feeling the shoreline kind of coming into frame. Yeah. They lower the plank and Balana is basically starting to walk the plank. Starting to walk the plank. Did you see the dragon on the front of the boat? I did. Yes. Yeah. Do you, do you remember if that was real or was that a vis effects? I can't remember. I feel like it was real. I think it was like physical. Like they had actually created that dragon. I think it was was physically real. It was cool. It was cool. When she looks back, you know, Bakhtar or Bakhtan is there with his, his, he's holding the, the bat lift, like, don't you try to come back, is what he's doing. Yep. And then she looks back again. It's no longer the Klingon. It's now Tuvok holding <laughs> the bat yep. lift. And he's like, don't you come back either. And basically, he, does he try to hit her? I think he does hit her. or He yeah. makes a move towards her. And then all of a sudden, she's transported to sickbay. And now yeah. she's in the Klingon hell version of sick bay where the doctor and Neelix are there to greet her and they are creepy, creepy and more creepy. And she walks out into the corridor with Neelix who escorts her to the mess hall. And now all the main players are there, including the doctor who was in sick bay, but now magically transported to the mess hall. The same celebration mm-hmm. that they had in the earlier dream is going I on. Did- I did like when she says, she says something like, you know, Voyager, this isn't hell to me. Like, where, why am yeah, I here? Yeah, right. And then Neelix says something like, oh, are you sure? Yeah. Because yeah. were you ever happy on yes. Voyager? Yes. That was an interesting yeah. little exchange. Right. Because right. it's true. She's often kind of, you know, on, yeah. on the, she's displayed to most people. Like she doesn't want to be here, yes. critical of Starfleet and, so I thought that was interesting. Like, mm-hmm. do we create our own sort of hell kind of yeah, concept? Definitely. But yeah, we go into the dream mess hall. Yeah. Uh, everybody's singing drinking songs. Yeah. Janeway makes a toast to Balana's dishonor. Let's yeah. make it, let's drink to her dishonor. Do you remember uh, that song? No, I, I don't think Paris I, was singing it for some reason. Oh, I, I had to sing it because I the, the camera comes across me. And yeah. I think you had to sing it, too. I think we all had to learn it. And I just remember, I remember looking at the script going, man, we have to learn another language for this scene. I was not. I don't happy. think I did sing it for some reason. And, and as the camera went by, Paris wasn't singing. Uh, and I thought it was really strange like why huh. isn't he singing but maybe the, i guess I you know. okay I, but i do remember the last word of that one phrase where where they say by teak and i remember that that word just 
it's, it's still in my memory. Mm. I was like, oh yeah, I do remember this. But back then I was not enthused that we had to sing, singing a, a song in an, yeah, in Klingon. Now, because I'm so into languages now, I, I would be so stoked. I'd be like, yes, we get to sing Klingon. I would have been so yeah. excited. During this toast, Janeway's insulting Bolana. Everyone's insulting her. Mm, everybody. They're saying things like, you know, this is your fault. You keep yeah. everyone's at arm, everyone at arm's length. Yeah. You're stubborn, Seven says. Yeah. The doc, doctor even insults her forehead. Yes. <laughs> goes, oh my God. Just like your mother, especially that forehead. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. God, he, that's really nasty. Yeah, he was mean. Chakotay mean keeps saying, interpret the symbols. Tuvok right. comes in, he tosses a batleth to her. He says, defend yourself. I don't think he throws it at her. I think he picks it up and starts walking towards her and says, defend her, defend yourself. Oh, he's threatening yeah. her. Yeah. Defend so yourself. She, yeah, she, she says, is batlethless. Batlethless. Look at that. That's, that's we go, what I'm saying. We go into the barge and Moral is there, mm-hmm. which confuses Torres because she thought, you know, she was like, didn't I leave you at Stovacor? Yeah. And what, not what only that, mean? she's wearing Janeway's uniform. She's that wearing is Jan- the other thing going on. She's wearing Janeway's uniform. Mm-hmm. Moral um, says that she can't be freed until Torres frees, frees herself, herself. Yes. From yes. Brethor, which confuses Torres because she's like, I did everything right. Like, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, it makes no sense. Right. The rituals. Um, mm-hmm. And her mom says, you never really truly understood. Yeah. But it, so that's what Chakotay keeps saying. It's yeah. like, look at the symbols, look at the metaphors. Right. Like, it's not literal. Yeah. You know, there's not, you don't have to do everything right. You need to yeah. look at the deeper meaning. Yeah. And the last thing that Moral says to Balana before we get out, cut out of the scene is she says, choose to live, Balana. Choose to mm-hmm. live. Choose to live. Um, we have a quick cut to sick bay where they're still trying to resuscitate Balana, but then we jump right back to the barge of the dead. And now all the main players are on the barge with her. Yep. Um, it's the doctor, it's Chakotay, it's you, it's me. We're all there. Yeah, everybody's there. And 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 Torres is like in the middle of this circle and she's, she's like, you know, really emotional. She's yeah. like screaming, begging everyone. Like, yeah. what do you want? What do you yeah. want me to do? What am yeah. I supposed to do? Yeah. And her mom's like, you don't need to do anything. Yeah. Uh, they don't want anything, but, but for you to just be yourself. Yes. They, they, they also keep saying, defend yourself, defend yourself. Right. And finally, Taurus says, I'm tired of fighting. Yeah. And she takes the bat left and she just throws it, hucks it out into the, into the water. Yeah. And then she drops to her knees and her mom joins her. And that's like, she's gotten at the deep issue that, that she's, that this whole experience was for, which is stop fighting stop fighting everyone stop fighting with yes. yourself just yes accept like let go of this fight and this anger and this yeah. trying to do things right and just let go and relax a little that's really I, the metaphor to me yes um, I, I i agree i wanted to see that bath that batleth spinning through the air and landing and hitting that one Klingon earlier that <laughs> jumped off the ship, or one of the sea serpents, something like that. We hear something like that, yeah, yeah, making a sound. But her mom, her mom gets down on her knees right with her, and she said, "You've taken the first step in this journey. Yep, of your that, journey. That, that we're going to meet again in Stovacor, or perhaps even when you get home." And then they hug, and as they hug, we cut back to sick bay, and Torres is alive and she's yeah. awake. Yeah. And she wakes up. Yeah. She says, Mother. And she sits up and she looks around. And God, I'm alive. Yeah. She says yeah. that. And then she hugs Janeway. Yeah. And she hugs her Janeway, her mother figure. <laughs> her mother and figure. her yeah. boyfriend is standing right next to her, but she hugs her boss instead. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's why my limerick said, and I will read my limerick one more time. Yeah. In the shuttle, Bolana hit her head and woke up on the barge of the dead. Her boyfriend was Tom, but she had to save mom. She survived and hugged Janeway instead. Dead. I know, look at that. That's, I was standing right there. Yeah. I had to come over in the middle of their very, you know, their very I, tender, intense hug. And I, I just put my hand awkwardly on her back. I was like, yeah. I guess I'm the boyfriend over here. Yeah. yeah. That's a little. Uh, it was. I, it's okay. She was going through a lot. You, <laughs> it was. A, it was really a mother figure story. So I get it. Oh, 
my God. She's All right. Still, she's still thinking about Burke. That's where it is. Her That's old what's boyfriend. going on. I'm just very, I'm, I'm very insecure. Yeah. Tom's Tom's very insecure right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, the lesson. Yeah. What's your lesson? That's my your lesson is don't try and sacrifice who you truly are to make other people happy, to try to fix other people or like just be yourself. Yeah. She was trying to do all these things thinking, oh, if I sacrifice my life, if I become a Klingon, if I do this, if I just be yourself, yeah. don't sacrifice who you truly are. If you don't want to fight to stop fighting, <laughs> you know, yeah. if that's, if the fight's not in you and yeah. it's not serving you anymore. Stop it. So that's my lesson. What about you? You know, I think when I watch this, I think about people that, that are called people pleasers. They're trying to make everyone yes. else comfortable. They're trying to yeah. do everything so that everyone else is good. But guess what? They ignore themselves. I think it's really just a just a, a lesson in in self love and self care. Yeah. You know, in taking care of your own business. So nice. Okay. All, All right. right. My rating for this episode. I will preface this by saying I liked this episode in some ways. Yeah. And I like some of the story, but overall, I I was not, this episode didn't capture me. Like it didn't, no. it was not a great, it was not one of my favorites. I'll be honest. And everybody did, people did nice work. It just, yeah. something about it was a little off to me. I'm going to give it a 6.2. Ooh. Mm. Okay. What about, what about you? Uh, I'm going to go higher than you mm -hmm. and I'm going to put it at 7.5. Okay. That's what I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a little bit more. Just, so halfway just between 6.2 and 7.5 would be around 6.9. Yeah. Ish, right? Roughly. Let's see if we uh, averaged out. Yeah. 8.5. Mm -hmm. The uh, Captain and Admiral's average rating for Barge of the Dead is 7.4. Oh, wow. Wow. Higher That's than point, close to you. Mm, closer to me. Point one, yep. point 0.1 less. So. Yeah. Okay. Thanks everyone for tuning in to this week's episode and join yeah. us next week when Robbie and I will be tackling one of my favorite episodes yes. that have nothing to do with Harry. Um, Tinker, Tenor, Doctor, Spy, oh. uh, clearly a huge Doctor episode. So yes. Yeah. And then people always ask me like, what's your favorite Harry episode? And I say, well, Timeless. What's your favorite non-Harry episode? I go, Tinker, Tenor, Doctor, Spy. So I always say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. All right. See you next Thanks, week. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. <laughs>